Hey guys, I'm Ashley. And I'm Rachel. We're just two friends with trauma that can't afford therapy. Join us as we explore the weird, heavy, taboo, and lighthearted, and everything in between. We are Currently Anxious. Before we dive in, Currently Anxious is for adults only, and our episodes may contain material that is hard for some listeners. Please review the episode description for more details. All right. Hello. Hi, baby. Get them out while you can, you know? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Not even 10 seconds in. That's fine. How are you today? You know, I'm on a, uh, I, I like my eight hours. I'm on seven of sleepies. No, I knew that, but yeah. people that are listening did sleepies. not. <laughs> um, I just, I, I don't know what it is about my body, but eight hours, if I go over eight hours, I'm fucking tired and I'm exhausted because I overslept. Hmm. If I go under eight hours, I'm like, I just maybe like one more. One, you're an incredibly needy person. I like that's of so my own body. You're so specific of my own body. Yeah. But I think that's the thing is like my body is so receptive to having a schedule and to having things on the same time. Like, and I don't know if that's anxiety based or what that is, but know, it's a Virgo thing. I think I have no Virgo in my chart. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, it just it for whatever reason, if I if I go off of that, it feels very odd to me. Hmm. Yeah. Has it always been like this or has it been like this in the last two years? No, it's always been like that. But I had to I was forced to do things otherwise because of jobs that I had. OK, so like that's how I, <laughs> I grew an addiction to drugs that kept me awake. Copy. Yeah. Because it was like, I'm sleepy, but I need to wake up apparently for work. So I love that for you. So I did. So you only got seven hours. Yeah. Why did you only get seven hours? Because I talked to my friend on the phone for five hours. It's a long time. It's a very long time. But we we are the kind of friends that like don't talk. And then we have to catch up on everything all at once. Yeah. Kind of situation. So yeah. which is fine. And I and I love doing it. It's just, you know, I'm very sleepy. And at the end, I was very much like, I'm not going to get my eight hours. And he's like, OK. okay. And I, I know there's go. people out there who are like, I only get three or four. And it's and I'm like, ah, please don't yell at me. It's just my body. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. Well, I'm sorry. Can you take a nap after I leave? Uh, I don't nap. I can't nap. OK. Because then I end up really angry when I wake up. Wow. Yeah. This is so specific. And I I know. I just like it's a thing. I don't know what it is. But yeah, it's been a it's been a a tough week, I think. Uh cuz of, you know, the specific day, the second was not yeah. great. And I tend to do this <laughs> So we're back at Ashley's house recording. I'm not in my closet. And someone had to honk right now. Yeah. Um but I tend to do this thing mm-hmm. and like for others who have lost their person, totally all, normal if you do this too. We all spiral in one way or another. I tend to avoid my feelings on said day and find somebody else to attach myself to, to hope that they make me feel better. And then they never do because they're not Dalton. And then I get upset at myself because I'm like, well, what the fuck did you do that for? Because you knew it wasn't going to make you feel better. And also... My co-star attacked me today. Yeah, she probably does. It does that to you like every day. And it said, you don't have to punish yourself for not having love. You have love. This is bullshit, (laughs) co-star. 
I know I have love, but not the, not the one I... I know. You know. I know. You even told me beforehand that that's what you were thinking of doing, but you knew you shouldn't. And I was like, don't do it. Yep. Don't do it. And now you said then, from now on. <laughs> and then you sent me a snap. And you're like, I did it. And I was like, okay. Yep. I still love you. And then we talked and you were like, that was terrible. It was... I just... I always assume... That someone's going to, and that's the thing, is there's no one who's ever going to be that person again. Right. It's going to be different with the next person I fall in love with. Well, and similar to what we were talking about last week, where no one's going to be that, like, you're not even that person. Right. So you can't, you know, no one's ever going to, it's such a weird thing. But it's hard because you're like, it's what I'm used to, it's what I want Mm -hmm. in some ways. Not always, but like in some ways, you know. So it's hard to, I don't know, I think. The only thing that bothers me is like no one truly matches my energy when it comes to love and affection and like attention. I'm very at the beginning. I'm very like here, take everything that I have and and use all of my energy and all of my love. And I'm going to cook for you all the time and bake for you all the time. And then when I start realizing that I'm not getting anything back, then I'm like, oh, I'm good. I got to go. And they're like, wait a minute. What? What happened? I'm like, oh, you didn't do anything for me. So I have to leave now. Right? Like, do you yeah. get that? <laughs> I do. I do. I really want to, like, dive into that. But that, like, that's going to, that'd be a whole episode. <laughs> that's fine. Okay. <laughs> so on a scale of one to ten, I'm going to give an honest three. Okay. Because I'm a like. three, but you're smiling through it over there. <laughs> well, because I know our topic's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Um, That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I'm sorry it's about okay. all of that. But I love you. We we live and we learn, baby. Gotta risk it to get the biscuit. Honestly, I don't know, just a bunch of weird like phrases. It's fine. I got the biscuit. Wasn't the biscuit I wanted? No, <laughs> no. Uh, solid three. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully by the end of today you'll be like maybe a four. That's that's the hope. I, yeah. Yeah. Get some sleep tonight and then maybe a five tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Some eight hours. Eight. Specifically. Yeah. Not eight and a half hours. No. Not seven hours and 45 minutes. Eight hours. Perfectly eight hours. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what about you? Um, I'm doing all right. Um, My mom left this week. I got my space back. That's good. I did a thing. What'd you do? I took my Christmas tree down. Oh, yes, you did. I took my Christmas tree And I'm very proud. I loved the caption of that Snapchat. Well, it's February now, so it's obviously Christmas is over. <laughs> Christmas is over. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> has it been over since December 26th? But no. Like, okay. It hasn't. That's so, fine. Yeah. So I know I just listen to myself. And when I finally am just like, oh, my God, I need everything to just be back where it's supposed to be and organized. And I'm like, oh, it's time. Yeah. It's time. And it. I feel like I do this thing. I think I've talked about this where, you know, you see a task you have to do, like the dishes, and you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to do it. So you put it off. And then it literally only takes you like six minutes to do the yeah. dishes. I feel like I do that about my Christmas decorations. Okay. Because it takes me a while to put them up because I like Christmas want my ornaments are... to be perfect. I want everything to be where I want it to be. Yeah. So it takes me a while to put it up. And so I just assume it's going to take me just as long to take it all down. And it doesn't. It took me like 30 minutes. Yeah. Like start to finish. Everything boxed up and in a closet. Can I ask a question? Sure. When it comes to... So you know how Christmas trees are packaged and it's like a long box, right? Like yeah. a long, tall box. How the fuck do you fit a Christmas tree back into the box after you're done? What do you mean? Mine does not want to go in the way it came. There's part of it poking out every time. Oh. 
I don't know. I don't know because I've never had a problem getting my Christmas tree back into its box. So I don't know. I'm going to have to have Are you, you just not like condensing the. No, I am. Like the. What do you branches? call it? Branches. Branches. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the arms. That's not what it is. <laughs> tree arms. Um, uh, I don't know. I've never had that problem. Mm, okay. So I have no idea. Anything. Got it. Yeah. I'm really sorry. It's fine. That's my life. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, know. keep going. I just like you just like hug it in with itself and then you just stuff it in there. Mine does not want to hug each other. Three parts that do not want to hug each other. Huh. Do you have it around here? It's in my it's back in the way back in my thing. There's no way I could grab it right now. Oh, but it's not in the box? It is, but only partially. There's one uh, pe- like the bottom piece is like hi outside of the box. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway. I'm I'm so sorry. Continue. It's fine. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I took my Christmas tree down and I feel good about that. I'm probably like a like a cool five. That's not, not great, bad. bad. Like I'm just like chilling. Yeah. yeah in the middle, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's not yeah. bad. I'm a little tired. A little like I feel like I might be a little disconnected today. Like I can just feel it. Mm. I don't know what it is. Okay. So we'll see how all of this goes. Hopefully once we get into it, it'll be. It'll be a fun little. Yeah. Fun little episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, maybe once I have some more coffee, it'll, it'll be good. Yeah, that's probably true. Good and golden. So, yeah. What are we talking about today, Ash Bash? Porn. Sex. All, all of that it. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we're still going to bring it back. I have a bunch of mental health with porn stuff I as well. I did so. too. So I guess maybe we didn't specify with each other because I had sex industry well, written and that's down. Well, that's what we had said porn and then you the other day said sex work and I was like, so we're going to do two opposite fields of both of it then. Apparently. All right. We're just like diving in. Yeah, which is fine and because it'll probably cross over. Yeah. Because you know that's I mean. what I have written down with sex industry from our like meeting oh, I about our topics. Okay. We're talking about Stuff. Stuff with your body parts. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you go first? What did you find over there? So I think the most of it was the first search that I had in general was like, where did porn start? Like, how did it before mainstream media, before all of this, where did it really like come from? And obviously art back in the day was a big form of it because they say uh, forms of porn is like, um, Anything that's ex- like explicit of nature uh, with your body, basically. So okay, I would assume even like the magazines, that's considered porn, like Playboy, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So the first thing that I found in our like more recent culture, I guess, there was a movie in 1916 wow. was the first movie that I saw. And it was just one girl, Annette... Kellerman. She was the first person in a nude Hollywood film in 1916 and it was called A Daughter of the Gods. So it didn't seem like anything was like anyone was having sex with each other or anything. But she was, was naked. She was na- naked and it, was, it was explicit. The other thing that I came across, obviously in those earlier years, it was like movies, right? Mm-hmm. But then there became the adult theater situation oh. and that's what kind of confused me is because Nowadays, I feel like with the internet, it's very a secluded thing. It's something you watch with yourself, by yourself, for the most part, you know? Mm -hmm. And there were, like, theaters where people are sitting together watching these films, like Deep Throat with Linda, or is it Linda Lovelace, I think is her name? 
Um, but that she was like the most popular of all of them. But people would huh. sit there and watch these films together. That place, that's got to be gross. That, I just don't can't. take a black light in there. Well, and that's what I, I had asked my mom because I was like, do you even remember? Like, was this, it was just like a regular theater? And she said, no, it was like separate. Like your, basically there's like the adult theaters and the regular theaters. It's not uh-huh. like they were mixed together. Like right. you, you saw Finding Nemo next to the person watching the movie about butt sex, you know? So like, which is just assuming, that's what I assumed. I was like, oh. And then of course there was like the little, um, they were like, I don't even know what they were called, but the, almost like a box unit. So you would walk into a store or like a, uh, an adult shop, I guess. And you could sit in this little box that would have either there was a live person on the other end of it. There was movies. And so I think that was a little bit more, okay, this is, we need to re- reel it in and put people in a separate space from each mm-hmm. other because we can't be having this, like everyone's sitting together thing. So I feel like the more it went on, the more it was kind of like, doesn't that almost make it worse? And that's what I'm saying. Like a huge taboo then. Right. And that's why it doesn't make sense to me why it was such an open thing in a time where you'd think it wouldn't be. Dude, I don't know the fucking ancient Egypt and Romans and Greeks and all that stuff had like brothels and orgies. They did the Olympics naked. Like all of that was so much more normal back then. And I don't understand why, who decided that, that our bodies were, going to be fetishized and and wronged probably the church probably but that's what i'm wondering churches have been around for so long so at what point did they switch and say you know this Mm -hmm. is wrong i don't know i think that was i didn't look that up but it was more of a conversation obviously 1953 that's when we have the first issue of playboy which i just recently found out hugh hefner died did not know that was real yeah he's been dead for a while since 2017 i had no fucking clue Uh so hats off to him and then 1980s. No, that guy fucking sucked. Did he? Yeah. I think there's been a lot that's come out about Oh, about late, like, like after he died, probably things. Yeah, and like a bunch of like the Playboy bunnies and stuff that would like live. I don't know. I am i haven't done a lot of research about it, but I, I think he kind of sucks. I just remember as a kid watching The Girl Next Door and I was like, wow, women. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and then 1980s, we shifted to like the VCR and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so, obviously, there were adult movie stores, but then there were also just regular um, movie places, but then they had that, like, oh, yeah. back room. Oh, I absolutely thought that was still in the 90s, too. Yeah, no, it was even in that. the 2000s, because my first time I was 18, I, I rented a, a, a DVD, mm-hmm. and it was the... Um, the Avengers as a porno. I love that. So it was this guy. Yeah, no. Painted in green. I love it. Except for his. Woo-hoo. Um, they didn't paint that green? No, because oh. like you're not going to put something with toxic paint in somebody else. There's non-toxic paint. Into somebody else's. <laughs> in Into. I just feel like that would really take me out of the scene. Well, I mean, that's why we. It was me and my friends. We rented it together because we were like, let's make fun of this, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. I've definitely watched like there's a bunch of Batman parody ones. Is too. there? Uh huh. And there's, you could look up anything, and I'm yeah. sure there's a parody uh-huh. of something. I think at one point, I mean, there's The Office for sure. Also, wow. I think at one point, like when I was just, um, like looking to see what sort of ridiculous like 
porn parodies there were. I'm pretty sure there was like a Sister Wives one. Mm-hmm. Like the reality TV show with like the that Mormon guy and his wives and stuff. Like, but like specifically them, not just like polygamy, but like specifically that yeah. family. I don't know. It was very wild. I'm like, you're right. There's parody about everything. I'm sure there and is. And I feel like Pirates is probably. Oh, one that of was the like the biggest. The biggest, like first biggest, like everyone has everyone has and i'm sure there's like a pirates of the caribbean like yeah like franchise movie ones but it's like i don't even know how to come up with a creative name at this point yeah but yeah no i agree um let's see what else do i have about so from 1998 or wait to 2007 is that a two or a seven it's either 2002 or 2007 can't read my handwriting um (laughs) porn grew by 1800 percent because of the internet. Well, right. So it was obviously easily accessible. Exactly. But honestly, I even with doing our next one is social media, even with doing that, I couldn't I didn't come across anything that was like this was the first porn site or whatever. So I wonder which one was. Was it Pornhub? Was it X videos? Was it RedTube? The what world have you it? there's a podcast called oh, shit. It's something about August. I have to look it up now. August? Um, like the month? No, like the actress. It's called... <clears throat> sorry. So there's a podcast about that I listened to a while back called The Last Days of August. Mm-hmm. And it's about... I can't think of her last name, but August something who was um, a porn star. And her death. Oh. And they get heavily into the creator of Pornhub. And kind of how terrible that guy is oh maybe that's something to listen to mm-hmm. then it's really interesting yeah it's by um audible original john ronson does it it's very good i i was very interesting i thought okay but it gets into the creator of Pornhub and how like toxic that guy is i would probably listen to that i yeah. feel like that would be good um and then obviously when the internet started Booming a little bit more. 2004, there was a study of internet traffic. Porn sites were used three times more than Google, Yahoo, and MSN combined. Wow. So, like, clearly when it first boomed, people were like, oh, my God, it's so easily accessible. We don't have to, like, make this embarrassing trip to the movie store right. anymore. What do you call it? Movie store is what I keep calling it. But what, it, what was it? Movie store? Yeah. Because it was, like, blockbuster Hollywood video, but, like. Movie it's store. Like, like rental, movie rental places. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Movie store doesn't seem <laughs> fitting and it's making my brain hurt. Anyway. Um, so that's. Oh, okay. Another thing that I wanted to bring up before we go into like the sex work pit, bit of it. Do you remember like being, I don't know, like six, seven years old, you wake up in the middle of the night and then all of a sudden there's a fucking gross gone wild commercial. <laughs> Or like, oh my god, you just unlocked a core memory. Right? Like, wow. It's, just, and it's a censored bar. Yeah, like, like that black bar just across all the yeah. titties. But they're all like jumping into pools. Exactly. In Miami and like on boats and shit. Yeah. Wow. Or there's like those commercials and they still have them. And this is what made me think of it. So I was at my mom's and she has um, just like basic cable and I haven't watched regular tv and so fucking long. right and there was a like a sex uh phone line commercial and i haven't seen one of those in fucking years That's wild and it's just it's wild to me that like these things have literally been around for so long uh-huh. and now they're becoming more and more taboo it's like so it's so weird to me yeah. anyway i just feel like in my head and maybe this is a me thing 
it seems like it was a lot more open back in the day for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And now it's become a, a solo alone thing where it's not accepted as much hmm. in a way. I can see that anyway. But I also think that like, that's not the case. Like, especially with how I mean, open just society is when it comes to like LGBTQ stuff. Like that's all out in the, you know, that used yeah. to not be and now so like, with only fans and yeah. all that. So I get what you're saying but on the flip side it's almost also the opposite but in right, some ways not right but so I, I get what you're saying but it's like if you were to do sex work there are definitely still going to be those people who are like oh ugh, gross you know what i mean yeah. or like why are you doing it? shaming you and stuff yeah. so i think it's just kind of it must be just 50 50 i guess so like 50 percent of people accept 50 percent of people don't and it's or like who you're around something. yeah i guess but anyway why don't you tell me about sex work oh man well, I also did what you did, and I went back to see, like, because, like, brothels have been around yeah. forever. Do you remember forever. HBO Cat House? Because I used to watch that all no, the time. No, I don't know what that is. Really? Uh-uh. Okay, so there was, me and my mom lived in, like, a, it was called Suites of America. It was, like, a, like, an apartment complex, but you paid different, like, by the week or whatever, and you could move whenever. So are you sure it wasn't just, like, an extended stay hotel? I don't know. It's not an extended say. It's called Sweets of America. It's like right here. Right. But I'm just saying like, I didn't mean like the title, but like an extended stay hotel where oh, like maybe. you can stay for an extended. Maybe. That's the only thing I can think of that like is paid by the week. No, that's fair. Um, But they had HBO for free because they gave you like those channels or uh-huh. whatever. And for whatever reason, me being me and having this brain that won't shut up about sex, uh, I came across the show Cat House and it's about a brothel and it's uh-huh. basically goes into all of the girls lined up, how they get picked. Um, they show you everything when they're having sex, wow. like the whole thing on HBO. It was like a whole show. I think HBO also had this show and I might be getting the title wrong, but I think it was called Real Sex. Okay. Or something like that. And every episode was different. They'd go like focus. They'd like go like do a different topic. So there was like one I want to say about like this this woman who made classes on how you could like orgasm without like touching yourself oh okay and like it was oh god this is just really there were some wild things that we like just watching memories oh my god I'm like I already told you about my dream last night like having an existential crisis I'm I'm pretty sure, like, I'm just not alive. Like, I don't know what's and happening honestly, with me today. And that's why with this stuff and this topic, I'm like, who fucking cares at this point? Nobody's right. real. Right. It's not like <laughs> anything matters. I really think we have to rebrand our podcast to just existential crises every Probably. day. But no, so, like, I think it was called Real Sex or something like that. that but ma- every episode, like so I'm pretty correct. sure it was an HBO, every episode would, like, tackle a different kind of, like, taboo thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember this because I think there was an episode of a lady who was one of those. She did the parties. Oh, yeah. Where it was like sex toy parties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like like pure romance. Right, right. Yeah. No, I feel like that makes I think that you're exactly right. So I went back, though, and looked up, like I said, like brothels. Uh Yeah, it was called Real Sex. It was in 1990. Wow. A documentary television series broadcast and produced of HBO. As its name implies, Real Sex is a sexually explicit magazine which explores sex 90s style. HBO, man. Uh-huh. They really be doing it. Yeah. Oh, and there's Cat House. That one popped up, too. Anyways. Ta-da! <laughs> we didn't make it up. Yeah. So, 
brothels like originated in like ancient Egypt. Wow. Mm-hmm. And there's discussion about like there's there's debate on if prostitution is one of the oldest professions. It makes sense because even in like what would you consider like old Western times? Western times. But like what what era do you think? Like eighteen hundreds? Sure. Probably. Something around there. But like that even in any show that you watch with some sort of like Western oh, background, yeah. there's a broth there's a lady who sits up right. at, in her balcony. Right. You know what I mean? Comes like, down to the saloon and yeah. takes men up to her. Exactly. Boudoir. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. And then the first recorded instance, I thought this was hilarious, recorded instance of women like selling themselves uh-huh. is not actually, was not actually in a brothel specifically, okay, but in temples. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That's bananas. Uh-huh. But that's the thing. I think, I think in churches and temples and all those sorts of situations i don't know why they do this because they seem to be the ones who do a lot more of this they just hide it yeah but why like why not let's just be open about our bodies it doesn't make sense to me the bible says they can't do it the Bible's they think it's real i'd like <laughs> i'm like someone's gonna hear that and go ah <laughs> of course like we don't uh, like it doesn't make sense to us yeah but i don't know I don't get it either. Yeah. And then also, though, 90% of, like, the sex industry is controlled by men. Yes. And so throughout all of history, right, like, brothels are owned, like, being owned yes. by a man. Or if we're talking about, like, sex workers and, like, their johns or the, you know, mm-hmm. what I don't know the politically correct thing to call mm-hmm. a pimp anymore. I don't know. So yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. Um, But recently, and I think this is part of probably going to be a solid portion of our talk today is into like only fans yeah. right where people are able to kind of control their own yeah stuff like they're in control domain, of what they're own. putting out they're yes. in control of what they are willing to do or say or not do yeah. not say who they're willing to keep in there as a fan and who they're they, kick, they have right. the ability to kick people out and block, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So it gives more power over to the individual instead yeah. of whoever like runs. Well, something. and and because that's the thing, I would say yes, all these things seem to be run by men, but then they have their inside one woman who's like their right hand man, but they become the house mom mm. kind of situation where it's like, okay, yes, it's run by a man and he's taking most of your money, but you have your one woman that you can go to that you can relate to kind of situation who's always there, and you know, it it just but there's always a man in the background, yeah, like always. Yeah. Do you think that like house mom is more toxic than the guy? That like kind of is behind the scenes and runs the thing. Mm, I think they're pretty much the same. Okay. I would say. So I worked for a uh, cam studio. I did the secretary front work for a long time. I do explain to people, uh, hey, don't pee on the beds, uh, which should be self-explanatory people. But I've cleaned a lot of piss beds in my time, unfortunately. (laughs) So and you don't have any children. So right, exactly. Too many piss beds right. for not having actual children. Honestly, and so there was one lady, won't say her name, whatever, and then the guy running the show. You know, mm-hmm. but both of them, I even were know this extremely... lady's name. I know <laughs> that was such. Can I can yeah, I say that? Ahead, okay, so it's like such a crazy situation. Yeah. So I obviously we met at the bar. Mm-hmm. 
um, over three years ago now. Yeah. And I, we both worked there full time. I was there for about seven months before I left to do, I was like, I'm going to do the, a nine to five and have weekends off and nights off. And this is going to be great. I need to do it. So I did that. I started working <laughs> for an insurance company and I, you know, get to, I start working there and it's just me and the agent and his wife all summer. So it was like very small. And so we got decently close and one day he's like, you know, we really think something's going on across the parking lot. Like, yeah. cause it was like this little mini business park. There was like three buildings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, I don't know. There's just like a lot of like girls that get dropped off by Ubers or like just like solo. They have like a lot of bags. He's like, so we're not really sure if it's like a porn studio. And I was like, it might be a, a cam house. Mm-hmm. And so one day, uh, I don't know if anyone knows this, but if you get your paychecks mailed to you, they can't just leave them at the door. Like someone has right. to physically take them. They can't just like leave them outside the building. And this building was always locked. There was no one like in the front office. The door was always locked. Yeah. So and there's like a key thing on the front. So yeah. like there's a padlock that you put in a number and then the key pops out and you put it back. Yes. Like. So one day the paychecks come over to our office and they're like hey no one's answering the door over there like can you hold on to these and we're like yeah sure so we use this as a reason we're trying to give them their paychecks so the agent goes over and tries no one answers but he's like this big dark bearded man yeah no one's gonna answer for you so a couple hours later i'm like well i'll go try so i walk over there and i see all this like girl boss stuff there's like three cameras like not pointed like pointed towards the front door from the inside yeah to like see who's coming in i'm like okay that's interesting and then there's like this corner with a bunch of shoes and like one of those exercise ball things like those big ones that you like bounce like Mm -hmm. do core and like balancing stuff i'm looking around and i see this sign about asking this person yeah that we aren't naming um for room assignments and i'm like oh my god so then the next time i'm in the bar i go up to ashley and i go hey where where was this studio that that you worked at and um she like tells she's like oh it was over here i was like okay because this is where my office is and and if you worked in insurance, yeah, and I knew there was that same insurance place in the in the parking lot. So you literally go, yeah, that's Blank's house, and I yeah. was like, it is, because I saw yeah. all these signs having to go to her to ask for room assignments, and I'm like, oh my god. Which clearly they've changed it now. So like in the back before there was like a 15 room board where you'd go and you'd pick like, hey, oh. which room do I want to be in? And so like before when I got there, I was like doing nine to five at that place. Uh-huh. So then I had to like. reset the routers every morning do all that clean all of the rooms clean the little kitchen space an absolute nightmare it was (laughs) i don't feel like you got paid enough i didn't but it's because i was 18 and they were like they knew they could take advantage of me because i was getting paid 440 a week which for me at that time was like wow yeah almost two thousand dollars a month ah woof but i was 18 right you know so and i i lived in my own place but still i was paying rent with somebody else so it didn't really matter but yeah it was like a whole situation i had a whole guidebook of how like what to tell people um and like how to go over everything how to go over the website with them like this whole and i'm just like baby 18 year old me like 
Um, okay. Guess this is what I'm talking to people about. How did you get into that? So it like, was how did a, you get that job? a Craigslist search. Okay. And I ended up there and they were like, oh, well, yeah, here's this situation that we're doing. But and then they explained it to me the same way that they bait and switch people is like, oh, it's like a fit, like kind of like Facebook. And then obviously the more I got trained, the more I realized it was like, oh, this is not like Facebook. Wow. So and that's the thing about that place, too, is they would bait and switch people and say, OK, so put on Craigslist. We're opening a tanning salon. Our tanning salon isn't going to be open for so and so amount of months, but we have this second option. If you decide that you want to do this second option of webcam and it's like Facebook, it's like you're talking to people and just socializing. And then she tells them that. And then I come around with my book and I'm the one who has to go, well, you can get naked if you want. And like, just like, don't use any bodily fluids and, and like, like I'm the one who has to be 18 year old me is like oh, I just guys don't pee on the beds or like I'm just like I'm just am shook that you were like yeah okay I'm so I've always been very like my mind for whatever reason and I think this is once we get into like the mental health part of this I was absolutely exposed to sex too early oh yeah and so then my brain from now on is always in um a reel of sexual things going through my head yeah. and I just try to turn it off, but it doesn't like, yeah. it's just, that's just my brain now. Yeah. So, and that's, that, that's on trauma. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. Yeah. Gotta much. love it. But anyway, so it was always hilarious. So, so then after I had that conversation with you, like I, my desk was like right by the right. front window. And so, so there'd be days. Yeah. In. I'd take the garbage out and there would be like a, mattress box in there uh-huh. and like then there were it was wild absolutely wild mm-hmm. and still to this day I think one of the ho- most hilarious things that like it just just ironically it was be, wild yeah. yeah so that's what I think is interesting about like OnlyFans then is like it takes back some of that control to you personally but I have some stuff about how like OnlyFans is not great too so oh really yeah a lot of people are getting kicked off too just mental health wise I didn't I didn't oh, see really? anything about like the company as a, as oh, a whole okay. but like mental health wise and then you know that prostitution is legal in Nevada right in some places in Nevada yes because I went and drove through Nevada to get mm-hmm. to Washington did you pass some brothels I did nice it was so it I was bet they so were, confusing I bet they're fancy no no oh my god did this... you go inside of one no They've got to be kind of nice inside. Well, if you saw the outside, I don't know. No. It was okay. So I just assume that they'd be nice. Picture because you're, I'm trying to go to Washington. So I'm going through like the side streets, like yeah. back road areas. It's not like I'm in the city. Yeah. So I'm going through. Well, it's like, only legal in like rural. Oh, okay. Counties. It's not legal in like Vegas. So it was like little, little tiny town. I'm going through this place. Thank God it was daylight. And there was this little tiny, it was a purple, um, uh, what do I like five wheel like fifth mm. wheel kind of situation does that make sense yeah and and a like a trailer and a trailer connected to it and okay. it was bright purple and there was a big ass sign on the side of the road that said so-and-so's brothel okay and it just looked very sketchy um I don't want to be rude but like very hills have eyes ish if I go oh, in that maybe I don't love that maybe I'm gonna get murdered I feel like there's one that's like very famous though, and it's like the Bunny Ranch or something like that. Oh, and I think is it the Bunny Ranch Hugh Hefner's place? No, well that's why I'm saying it's something like that. 
Now I have to look it up. This is just like uh, the Mustang Ranch. Oh. I think that might be it. I don't know. but Or there's the Love Ranch. I like that. That feels like it's Yeah, but romance. I know that there's a couple like decently like famous ones. Okay. Well, I was in the boonies. Oh, this one is. This one's on Kit Kat Drive, so that's fun. Cute. <laughs> so that is, I think, fascinating that there are some counties in Nevada, but at nowhere else in the United States. That's just so Nevada. random. Yeah, isn't it? Like, how did that become legal there? I Probably just from, like, old-timey Vegas stuff. And okay. You know, that kind of thing. Drinking and gambling. The wild, and, wild west, man. Yeah, drinking, gambling, smoking cigars. Yeah. Fucking bitches taking names. Titties. Like, yeah. Exactly. No, for sure. Also, I looked into, because the Netherlands has legalized prostitution. Okay. And they did that in 2000. Wow. Yeah. That's honestly way more recent than I would have assumed. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, they legalized, the Netherlands legalized prostitution in 2000, and it's significantly helping combat human sex trafficking and other um, forms of criminal activity. That's, okay. So, I watch... um jubilee is the youtube channel that it's on and basically they have a bunch of people come together that are on two separate sides of things and they have a conversation and see if they can come to some sort of common ground and there's rules you can't be crazy to each other Yeah, yeah exactly so um say your point again I lost what I was saying. Uh, that legal that when the Netherlands legalized prostitution it significantly helped combat human trafficking so there was something about how there's the difference between decriminalize, decriminalizing sex work and legalizing, legalizing it. it. Because that's an, my next note is in June of 2003, New Zealand was the first country to decriminalize sex work. And there was something about the fact that when you legalize it, there was more sex trafficking is what I had heard from those people who could be wrong. Who yeah. knows? But that's why that made me very confused. I was like, oh, is that true? Like, and that's why they want to be decriminalized and not legalized. Legalized. Interesting. And obviously taxes and like whatever. Yeah. And I guess that's something I'd have to dive into more because I know, is it Washington or Oregon uh-huh. that decriminalized like hard drugs? Like, Oh, and but then they have those places where it's like, hey, you can come to this place, right? And you can, or maybe that was a different country where it's like, you come to this place and we have clean needles. We have oh, all we this. we have that here. Do we? Yeah. Where they can, there's, they can like go do exchange? it. No, no, no. They can go do that drug in a specific place. They have it and can sell it there. And they're like, hey, we'll watch you while you do it. So yes, you can still do it. But like you're under supervision. You can only we take so much. That. I know that we have like, like. Um, clinics where people that have like methamphetamine addictions can go and get something right. that like keeps them at least like and not that's going that's how withdrawal. I got that's how mm-hmm. I got Narcan and that's how I got the um fentanyl testing strips uh-huh. was from a place like that yeah so so I don't know that's interesting that decriminalization de- decriminalizing it I would have to look into that. Yeah. I find that hard to believe. It felt very, yeah, it felt very hard to believe. And I was like, but wait like, a minute. who what? knows, man? Right. And that's another thing that I, the more that we get into this and the more like research I do about stuff is you can find something to back up whatever yes. you say, no matter what side it's on. Yes. And that's because like, it's so hard to find non-funded yes research because the minute it's funded whoever is funding it has an agenda of what they want an outcome to be mm-hmm. and so it's so tough these days to find non-biased 
funded by a third party that has no agenda whatsoever articles well, or when, studies. When I was going through all of the mental health porn stuff, there's this there's this site called Fight the New Drug and the new drug being porn. It's like a whole website and I was looking at their stuff and I was like all of this sounds really like negative and I don't want to think of of porn as a negative thing. Yes, I understand there are some things that can be negative about it, but they're very much making it like fight the new drug porn's horrible and yeah. like and and you're putting sex workers down and that's not okay yeah but that's the thing like it's it's so tough to find unbiased right art, like research and studies right. because it's you can find you can find a study to back up your argument no matter what your argument is and that's is. scary mm-hmm. yeah so that's why when people share articles about like something that's really extreme to like prove their point and you're like well that was did you look and see who like conducted this study and who funded this study because of that's not a reliable study whatsoever you know what I mean like and people don't like to do that like anyways they just want something that shows that their point is Mm -hmm. proven right without actually saying because this is a reliable source because there are people who after they say that they're like oh okay you are yeah I guess you're right Uh but no Uh So then this is another thing that I saw that there's a lot of studies and evidence that shows that women in sex work experience a high burden of mental illness, especially mood disorder, suicidal ideation, and PTSD. That's fair. And so that's where I think we teeter. And I don't think we'll come to a conclusion today because Mm -hmm. is it empowering and like, fuck yeah, if you want to go do it, lady, go do it. But on the flip side of that, it's so easy for someone that has no options or mm-hmm. doesn't feel like they have an option to get sucked into it and then feel trapped and be unwell. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, and I think, is it positive? Is it not? And I think a lot of it is based on trauma, uh-huh. how, how you may have come into the workforce of sex work. Right. Um, what you're doing is you doing things with your own body and picking and choosing what you want to do, or are you doing actual porn where other people are touching you and, it really depends, and it depends on how your mindset looks at both things. Well, in that podcast, the August one I told you about, you know how in some, like, pretty intense porn videos, like, they'll cut to, like, an interview after it, and they'll yeah. be like, how was it? And the, the girl's like, oh, my God, it was great. It was everything I wanted, right? Those, those are not necessarily real. Right. Like, that's they go into that in depth in that podcast um, about how, like, they basically, you don't get paid unless you, like, do that bit at the end. Yeah. Because that gives people like a false sense of like, oh, okay, this person was doing this willingly. Exactly. And that's the that's thing is fucked up. on the back of Craigslist, you can find things where you can, you can make $3,000 because you have to make rent. You know, like my, one of my old coworkers, she did a, a glory hole video because she just had to make rent. Like, and it's, and it's tough because like as women, a lot of the times you're like, okay, well, sex work is my one option. You know, and like and it seems to make faster money, and and I can I can do one scene and and come back with a couple grand to pay my bills for the month. Like that's a tough that's a tough thing to deal with. Yeah. You know, because what are your other options? You sell all your stuff. You get, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Especially also like people don't necessarily like to ask for help. Yeah, or don't have support that yeah. could help. So that matters too. But that's wild. That's and I wild. would say connecting therapy if you're doing Uh sex work would be a very good thing they have um on some sites they have a thing called pineapple 
I want to say it's called like pineapple therapy or something like that. And it's uh, therapy that is exclusively to sex work, sex oh. workers for free. So you have to prove that you're a sex worker That's and then good, you though. get free therapy. Because That's awesome. It. Yeah. Another thing I was reading was that the sex, sex workers that were like talked to identified that the stigma that surrounds their profession had a significant uh, negative impact on their mental health. Yes. That, I think that's the biggest thing for a lot of people is you spiral because you're like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm enjoying this. I'm empowered by myself and mm-hmm. I'm so happy that I'm doing this. But on the other end, you're thinking about, oh, but what if someone sees me? What if, what right. if this person, and then they're going to be mad at me and or then they're going to tell everybody and right. My family's going to disown me and it's going to yeah. be a whole thing. So yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Uh huh. So this is, I think I just want to see where you're at on this. So most people's argue like what I came across so often was like sex work equals sex trafficking. No. But does sometimes? Why? What did, I'm confused. Like sex work. Is sex trafficking? Yes. Can be sex trafficking. I guess I should say it that way. I, if someone's doing it without free will, then yeah, I would assume. Right. So, and we just had that discussion about how some of these even but even if you're doing it because you're in a predicament where you have to is that not sex trafficking like oh. you know what i mean was what's the that's the thing is what's the definition of sex trafficking then is it another person do taking you with force and and you're not allowed to go anywhere kind because when i think sex trafficking that's what i think of as like someone stole you yeah no not necessarily took you to a different country and mm-hmm. now you're having sex with people in some shed no, I don't think necessarily that's sex trafficking. I okay. think sex trafficking is you owe somebody a lot of money and so now you're working it off your debt and you can't, you know what I mean? Oh. Like it's being in predicaments like that or, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. That to me is also sex trafficking. That's fair. I can see. So that's why I'm confused why places that have legalized it and have regulations and things like that mm-hmm. why that would make it worse that's what i don't understand right and that's why it, it that's why i brought it up because it was confusing to me mm-hmm. it didn't make sense because my thought is also i mean this is another like real hot button topic but i i think of sex work in the same light that i think of abortion right it's going to happen yeah it's going to happen it's just whether or not we provide safe places yeah. for it to happen yeah i mean this is we just talked about how this has been going on since Literally the beginning of time, I swear to God. Right. Right. So clearly this isn't going to stop. So let's not pretend it isn't happening because that I think makes it worse. And I think also, like we've said, is putting a stigma around it and making people feel bad for if that's their choice, what they actually enjoy doing and want Mm -hmm. to be doing. Don't put them down for that. Yeah. That's what they choose to do. Yeah. You know, that's I think that's that's the the thing. If it is something that they enjoy doing and choose to do. Yeah. Because I do think there is a solid chunk of the profession that just feels kind of trapped but i on the flip side i think it's the opposite too you know so i mean it's both i think it's both ways yeah but i agree with you yeah so speaking kind of on that only fans yes um during during the lockdown Mm -hmm. of 2020 the creators on only fans uh-huh Went from in February of 2020, went from 200,000 uh-huh. creators to, and this is between February and October, uh-huh. and from 200,000 creators to 700,000 creators. Whoa. In six months. And an additional 30 million 
fans joined in that time. That's crazy. 30 million. I had no idea what OnlyFans was until TikTok happened. Yeah. And everyone was an accountant. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't even. I, I, I never would have known it existed. And then there you've got your your off brand ones, Frisker and oh gosh. there's um uh mini vids and, and like all those little little tiny yeah. ones too, you know. So And I think it essentially started as more of it, I don't think it necessarily I don't know. I don't think how, it was sex work. I don't think so with. either. Yeah. And it almost took it away yeah. because of all of the heat that it was getting. But to be honest with you, I think it's probably the most individual like how am I trying to word this the best for the individual that I can tell is because you have so much control over right your own situation and you can choose pick and choose what you post you can pick and yeah. choose you could just post pictures if you want to you don't have to post videos like but on the flip side of that the consumer like this is what I was reading from like some of the negatives it was interviewing a couple like only fan creators uh-huh. and how the consumer will always want more like no matter what you do there will always be this desire for there to be more and Mm -hmm. so like you're you are trying to please your fans that's how you get money right so do they need to do you need to keep topping what you're doing Mm. and then it's all consuming so i have a friend that did quit her job and went and did this full-time for a while she was thriving she was in like the top one percent for a while yeah and she had to take a step back because, and I asked her about it and she was like, well, yeah, I was making a lot of money. She's like, but I was thinking, she's like, I couldn't even go out to dinner without being like, Ooh, I need to sneak away to the bathroom to like, Oh, take some content. Oh, I need to do this. Like, she's like, I couldn't go anywhere without being like, Oh, how can I turn this into some content? Oh, okay. And how like overwhelming and draining is that, that you can't even just enjoy being out to dinner with your friends or boyfriend right. or husband or whatever. And you're like, Oh, I have to, I have to go to the bathroom and like take some sneaky pictures. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that I think, especially when it comes to like OnlyFans based things, because it's pictures and like that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. When it, when I guess if you were like a cam person, you just sit there on your own time and fit in like when you want to kind yeah. of situation and you don't have to come up with content. Yeah. So that's because then at, at that point, it's like having an Instagram. You're like an Instagram model, you know, and you have to come up with content. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't even think about it. But then also, I mean, I I don't, I have never cammed. I don't really know. Yeah. But don't you, do you do better when you have some sort of like themes and things like that? Oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't, I, does that, so it's, that's similar to like creating content is needing to think of like, how can I make this? different and more fun than I suppose you know what yeah, I mean? that would make right no that would make sense I just don't think it's as hardcore as it would be if you were literally always thinking oh I need to right. take a picture I need to take a picture I need to take right. a picture because like, when you're camming you're, it's like you're, you set out a chunk of time during that day right day, right whereas this was like oh so what new thing can I do oh val- like a holiday is coming up how can I incorporate right. that into this how can I what do- Valentine's Day pictures can I do yeah. oh St. Patrick's Day is coming up what outfit ne- do I need to exactly. buy exactly yeah that's a lot yeah that so was like just this long. constant cycle of needing to outdo yourself, basically. That's scary. And then that's a and that's why I think with that kind of work, you absolutely need to be in therapy and talk about it. Yeah. 
and have or someone have like your own boundary, like your own set of rules and right. boundaries before yes. you go into it that you do not cross. If yeah, yeah, because once you start crossing your boundaries, you're gonna hate it more and more yeah. and more and more. There's there's no way you could be because you can't thriving. go back. Yeah, you know, you you start with like well, I'm just gonna do my picture, just yeah. pictures. I'm not gonna show my face and just me in lingerie. Okay, yeah, that's all it's gonna be. And then next thing you know, it's like well, somebody is offering to pay you a hundred dollars for like just a picture of your tits right so you're like well okay i'll do it and then you're like well that wasn't so bad i'm still not showing my face right i'll do that but i won't show any part of like under my underwear like i won't show any like of my like vagina or anything like that and then well i mean would it be what maybe just like someone offers you the thousand dollars right and so you're like okay well then that wasn't so then like then it just you know it's it's sticking to those boundaries right but it's hard when there's money no i agree <laughs> money is a real big driving force for a lot of things you know i agree and that's what's so hard is like especially with the economy and how it's going and like everything is rising no one can afford to pay their bills you right. know so it, to- it totally makes sense to me that people would start only fans or start cam work or start even doing porn because that's what's going to make them afford to have a lifestyle that and quickly yeah exactly and to not just be able to pay their bills but put potentially extra and be able to go on vacation and like do that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. i get it yeah it's wild Mm -hmm. wild definitely i don't know it's just such a fascinating concept to me Mm -hmm. do you have more on on i just have some like pros and cons and that we've we've like gone over them mostly so mental health bits you know sex work is profitable yes it is hopefully i mean i (laughs) getting more of a to a place of like women focused women you know yes heavily women focused mm-hmm. um builds confidence yeah i would say 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. like it's the same kind of idea just to an extreme level of like social media which we'll talk about next week where it's that all of those endorphins that you get when somebody right. likes or comments on your picture Absolutely. and tells you how pretty you are right and you're yeah. like oh my god but it's on that like on fucking crack yeah when somebody is complimenting you on your body that you maybe are hating that day you know what i mean yeah uh it's it can be powerful um so that's like some benefits but then like cons is it's draining and does it lead or cause more or accessibility like does it add to sex trafficking you know like i it could, it could uh, who knows i mean somebody knows somebody's done studies i just didn't look it up so <laughs> no for it's real. not regulated it can be exhausting and i mean i think it's better now but like just it, especially with porn getting like tested and mm-hmm. stis and all that like health issues yes. like i think it like it's better now it's more regulated now in that way than just back in the day when it was oh well, and i'm sure with whatever. covid too it's it's way more intense i'm sure than it was right so those were just kind of some quicks like pros and cons that I jotted down. Okay. And then on the flip side of that with the, with the being a consumer of pornography, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, because um, we both watch porn, you yeah. know, we're, we're porn yeah. lovers. We love a, a man with a, a letters on his leg. Oh, um, <laughs> oh man. Um, but you want to hear one of my most embarrassing moments? Yeah. I've told you this story. Okay. But um, everyone listening can hear this story too. Okay. I was at the bar that I've worked at, not worked at, gone oh, back and forth. Oh, I already know. And uh, I was there for trivia one night, just like as a patron, yeah. just like they're having, tr- like doing trivia with my friends. And 
uh, it was before trivia or after or something like, and I was looking something up on my phone and I opened my web browser <laughs> and just in that moment, in that perfect split second of a moment, uh, my manager walked behind me and saw the beautiful Pornhub logo on my screen and he was just like, oh really? And I was just like, oh God. I was like, we're all adults. We're all adults. We all watch porn. It's fine. But Honestly. It was, I was horrified. I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. But I was like, is it? No. It isn't. I was, I gonna... was embarrassed at the time though. Frequently visited. My yep, first that's one what, is Pornhub. <laughs> yes, same. That's what popped up on mine too. So I get it. Yeah, I was looking to see. Yes. Um, okay, so on the opposite end of it, as being a consumer of porn, they say, so it's very hit or miss, it seems like. There's both ends of the spectrum because sexual um, health is important. And if you orgasm, it could help dopamine, serotonin. It can help all of these levels. Yep, yep, yep. And it can be a good thing, right? Yep, yep. But a lot of the... The articles that I was reading was basically like, um, if you already have like deep-rooted depression, watching porn can make that worse. And if you have an addictive personality, you can start using porn as a substance. Yeah. So how many times is too many times? I think it depends on the actions that it has in your life after the fact. So here's the, so for the good things, Mm -hmm. it has been proven for like the benefits of an orgasm for better brain function, greater fidelity, lower stress, reduced risk of prostate cancer, and a bunch of other things like, like I said, dopamine, serotonin, all of these good things, Uh right? But when it comes to being a consumer of too much porn, uh, you know it's a problem when you would rather isolate than watch and socialize. Or isolate, yeah. And then becoming dissatisfied with your partner's appearance because you're seeing mm. all these other people who are who are branded to be yeah. people of interest, you know. Um, you're preoccupied with daily sexual thoughts, which absolutely is my fucking problem. <laughs> but I don't watch porn too often, honestly. Like compared to what I used to, I go in phases where mm-hmm. I watch it too often and then I stop and then I come back like a month or two later. Okay. But risking watching porn in public is a big one. Ob- oh, objectifying people more and then acting out scenes in porn with your partner instead of consenting with them, like what they want. You're just like making those things. Happen. Oh, okay. Cause I was like, Oh no, that's just like role play. That's, that's okay. if the other person doesn't Knows want about it. it. Gotcha. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, interesting i feel like it can be good it can be bad but i think all in all sex industry porn it's entertainment yeah it's not real life it is a it is a form of it's real life for those people who are doing it right right right. but for the people watching it is an entertainment source Mm -hmm. there is a porn star who had said this and this really resonated with me is you don't learn how to drive from Fast and the Furious. Why would you learn how to have sex from porn? That's fair. Because, like, it's not always like that. Right. You know, it's not always as aggressive or um, it doesn't need to be, you yeah. know? And if that's something you're into, no kink shame in here. I, like, literally am dying at the <laughs> fact that the only descriptive word you could come up with <laughs> was aggressive. <laughs> and it totally shows what kind of porn we want. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about it. <laughs> um, we're, we've got fucked up mental health, so we uh, watched the, the, There's no king shame. No. Absolutely, but it just... 
it's hilarious to me that that was the only descriptive word you could think of right. for porn was aggressive. <laughs> there's lots of other kinds. Probably. Yes. There's and there's and there's porn built for women. There's romantic porn. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've done I've done no. that. When I'm in a mood where I'm just like no. I just want to be loved. Oh God. Oh, I love it. No. <laughs> and this is I've what makes us opposite in my life. <laughs> never in my life. <laughs> so you being a watcher of porn, does it bother you if like your significant other does? No. Would it? Is there a point that it would bother you if they were interacting with people who were live on cam? Okay. Because then they're if they what if they started like using that instead of like like your physical stuff declined. Oh, then yeah, then it would be ha- it would have to be something that we discuss with each other. And I think a lot of things is is can we both watch it at the same time and mm-hmm. and enjoy each other? And um, how can we fit this in if it's something that you want to do? How can we fit this in and make it something that we're both doing together? And getting off together like I just don't I don't know I think there's always a way to liven up your sexual relationship Mm -hmm. I think there's always a way even if you're solo to like make things better for yourself I just always think there's a way Mm -hmm. to do that what about you I have no problem with it whatsoever oh okay yeah Uh I just don't feel like it also if I do it you can do it like yeah right and I think there is something that's important about still like doing it solo yeah, no, like I having agree. Your own time. And knowing your own body, learning your own body, because how can you share your body with someone else unless you know your body first? Because sometimes, honestly, like, I'm more efficient than you are. Yeah. And, like, sometimes I just want to be efficient and, like, yeah. get her done. And I was having this conversation last Instead night. Of having it be a whole thing. Right. Why are toys the enemy? Why is it that right. in a in a situation where we're both together, why do you feel less than if a toy gets me off and your mouth or penis or whatever does not? Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that's dumb because what we came to the same conclusion, we're both happy, right? So like, what's the problem? I don't think I've experienced somebody that I haven't either. Issue. But I just I've I've been in relationships where it just never happened. We never yeah. brought it up, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Hmm. Don't kink shame each other. Just do what you want. Yeah. We all have issues, man. Mm-hmm. And we could really dive into <laughs> dive into like where kinks come from and it's just trauma. So that's fun. Oh, so fair. That's really fun. <laughs> it's fun to think about sometimes. It's not. It's terrible. Yeah, we think about it anyway and talk about it anyway because this is what we do. Well, all right. Any yeah. Other, what? What? <laughs> you can cut this out if you want to. What's your favorite genre of porn mm-hmm. uh like what do you search and you can we can cut this out if it's like too much <laughs> like daddy dom <laughs> <laughs> okay what about you um <laughs> um i'm i want to word this tactfully and not what it actually is because okay. it's going to be really aggressive um I'll say like a sex party. Okay. But like there's only one lady there. Yes. <laughs> Understood. It's a party, but it's only with one lady. Even that's the best kind of party, I think. Yeah. No, that's fair. Okay. I understand. Understood. But a bunch of guys. That's They're fair. all there. Yeah. It's a party. It is a party. Yeah. I agree. Uh you can you know why I didn't I'm like I can't yes. say it. No, I get it into this microphone where some of my 
family still listens. <laughs> you made me say it. I, don't I know I did. I know I did. So, yeah, that's my. That's uh, usually my go-to. <laughs> look at us so, go. Look at us. <laughs> Would you just look at us? Honestly, another day of therapy <laughs> done. Oh goodness. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that about wraps it up. It does. Any other fun porn facts? Not that I saw. I don't think I have any other fun sex working facts. Maybe we go check out the Love Ranch. Honestly, I th- I I'm down. Trip. Take a couple days. Let's do it. Okay. See what happens. Do you go to the strip club often? No, I've only been one time. Okay. Cuz that we didn't even touch. Oh, we didn't. Clubs. Yeah. We could go to one. I spent too much money the first time I went, so I never went back. I love strip clubs. Uh Fargo Cassie and I used to go all the time. Okay. Every Tuesday after work. I think being newly sober, I might be like Oh, well, we went. I'm so sorry. Please don't be mad that I'm here. Well, we went like pretty, like we'd have a couple drinks, but we all went. We just went and hung out. Really? I only have ever been when I was like on the verge of being blackout oh. on my birthday. Yeah, no, we went straight after work, stone cold sober. Had like two drinks while we were there. I wouldn't even know what to Threw expect really because I just, I haven't. Well, I've only been to the one and it was in Fargo, North Dakota. So I can't imagine mm. anything down here would be equivalent to that. So I don't know what to expect either. I just remember it was my birthday. It was hammered. The girl was like, who wants to motorboat me? And I was like, I do. And then I got up and like didn't move my face. So she just like moved her tits around <laughs> my face because like I was like, here's my face. What do In you want me boobs. to do? Yeah. Yeah. This one lady, this one stripper up there, she could do, you know, that peck thing that guys do when they can like shake their pecs like they move Oh, yeah. Them? Yeah. She could do that. It was amazing. I wonder if I could isolate my... She like she showed us how to start practicing to like use those muscles. I'll show you when we're done. Okay. And I did it like Fargo Cassie and I tried to do it. Like I got to a place where I could kind of do it. Ooh. Um, and then let's I, learn this. Yeah. Do it, it, was, it was literally so impressive. Like every time she would do it, I'm like, she's a goddess. Yeah. She's an absolute queen. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, friends. Strip clubs are cool. <laughs> there we go. We talked about strip clubs. Exactly. And on that note, yeah, I think we'll. We'll be done here. Yep. And we will uh we'll see you. See y'all in, in therapy. therapy. <laughs>